Welcome back to Let's Go Michigan with Jeff Sloan on WJR. Once again, with a 5,000-foot view of Michigan business and events, here's Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to Let's Go Michigan. Kristen Mark here with me. You know, every now and then in society and culture, there are major sea changes, big, big changes in the way we behave, maybe the way we buy things or the way we engage in various activities and things. And I'll tell you, one of those big sea changes emerged a few years ago now, not long ago, and that is our love for betting on sports. That market now valued at $83.65 billion in 2022, expected to grow to 91.43 by the end of 2023. Boy, it's big. Mark, I've got to ask you, you love sports. And part of the fun of sports is kind of picking which team is going to win. Now, it's one thing to jaw about it and have some fun with your friends. You pick, you think who's going to win. He or she picks who he or she thinks is going to win. That's part of the fun. It's another thing to put your money where your mouth is and put money down on it. Mark, I've got to ask you, and I do not know the answer to this. Do you bet on sports at all? I just started with all really? these new apps. Yeah, it's great. The parlays, you pick how many yards a guy's going to gain or how many touchdowns, who's going to win a coin toss. It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, so you just started. Are you playing, like, what's an average hand that you play on things? Oh, it's not much. You just play $10 and pick the parlays. You could win $50, $60. Sure. I think the first time I did it, sure. I won $150. It was... Okay, and a parlay, I don't bet on sports, but set me straight here. A parlay is where you are stringing together a series of things that happen in order for... Right. And if that happens, you win the bet, in Yeah, effect. it could be three things, could be 15 things. Right. So your odds change as you add more to your parlay. And then sometimes you don't want to bet because kind of ruins the game. It can kind of make you a little miserable, can't it? Yeah, you're trying to get all these parlays to hit, but your team wins the game and you're bummed out. That Exactly. <laughs> Are you more interested in the team winning or making money? That's that's part of the challenge of this. But, Kristen, let me go to you. I know you're on it. Come on. No. How many sports books are you on? No. How much are you betting every day? I don't day? know. You know what? I honestly, I don't know anything about sports betting. I'm actually anxious for this interview because I know nothing about sports betting. To be honest, I don't even know the name of the apps. Okay. Well, you've kind of teed it up for us. You've teased us a bit here. You said you're eager to get this interview underway. So am I. We want to learn all about this. We're going to be speaking with Margaret Fleming. She's a sports media fellow at businessinsider.com. She covers all things related to sports and in particular sports business. And boy, Sports betting, you want to talk about change, you want to talk about change in business, you want to talk about change in sports and business, here it is. Margaret Fleming, welcome to the show. Thanks. Tell us about what's going on in the wild world of sports betting, and in particular, as your article points out, how sports betting now has even infiltrated the college-age enthusiast who's getting hooked on this idea. Margaret, we all know the numbers, we hear the stories. Tell us about that. Yeah, thank you all for having me. I'm excited to be here. We had heard about somebody who had sort of had some gambling problems in college, had to drop out of class. And we thought, is this something that other people have dealt with as well? So we reached out just very openly to some researchers and some college students and just said, hey, what is this experience like for you? What does sports betting look like for you? And we found it's so, so, so normalized. It's just the same as, you know, sharing a study guide, sharing a playlist, as I said in the article. But the researchers and the students are worried that they aren't being educated on all of these risks associated with problem gambling. And so many of these companies are targeting their marketing on social media or 
you know, ways to keep users coming back. And so they're really kind of in this dangerous position when they're so young and it's so normal among their friends and among sports fans, but they haven't been taught all the risks. Yeah. And when you think about gambling risks, you know, there's a telltale sign that gets missed by a lot of people, young or old, doesn't matter. And that is that if you take, for example, whether it's online or in a physical environment like a casino, whatever it may be, just remember one thing, those palaces out there in Las Vegas that have been built don't get built because the house loses more than they win. In fact, to the contrary, the fact is when you gamble, you lose more than you win. And that's just something that gets missed because everyone thinks I'm going to be good at this and it's fun. And there's a certain experience associated with it. How many times has someone come back from Las Vegas and said, ah, you know, spent some money, we lost some money, but we had a great time. It was just a good time. So we looked at it as though we were paying for the good time. But that gets missed a lot. And all of a sudden people wake up and their bank accounts have been drained. I'm going to ask a question because I don't really know anything about gambling, sports gambling, college kids, younger kids that are betting on certain sports apps. Do you have to be 21? Yeah. So it's interesting because it might not be labeled as sports betting, but there's still lots of ways to put money down on sports and sort of scratch that itch. And so daily fantasy sports is one way people do that. You can be 18 or up. Just like, you know, fantasy football or something like that, you have your team, you have your roster, and you're putting money down on your own players and how well they might perform. And there's also an app that we wrote about that's more of the sweepstakes style game. And that presents itself to the user. It looks like a sports book, but it's kind of like winning the lottery or something. There's, There's sweepstakes games in there. And so since it's categorized as that, that's also available to 18 and up users. And these both daily fantasy and sweepstakes style games are oftentimes legal in states where sports betting is not legal. And so we spoke to students in states where sports betting has not been legalized yet. And they and their friends have used these daily fantasy games and these sweepstakes games to still feel that rush and put money down on sports. And then, of course, there's plenty of ways that have been around for years, like offshore apps or using like a bookie through the fraternity or something like that that have kind of always been around. But just because sports betting has become so normal now, those are just as present, if not more than ever. Yeah, it's interesting. You talk about avoiding the online gambling classification by offering a sweepstakes style experience. You can also offer a game of skill as opposed to a game of chance style experience that also then makes it easier for these apps to proliferate You don't have to register state by state. You don't have to worry about online gambling laws because you fall outside the gambling category. In fact, I think gambling roughly is defined as something where you're, you know, putting money up. You are getting a chance to win money at the back end. And in between, you're playing a game, whatever it may be, an experience of chance based on chance, at least predominantly based on chance. Whereas a game of skill, you put the money up, you have a shot to win money at the back end of the experience. But there's a game of skill in between that you're playing, and that helps avoid the gambling classification as well. Nonetheless, to your point, and it's absolutely true, whether it's classified as gambling or not, in sweepstakes, for example, buying a lottery ticket, there are ways to lose money. And in fact, there's likelihood to lose money. Only one or a handful of people win the big prize at the other end. Millions and millions put the money up to build the pot, but they all lose their money in the process. And again, a lot of this gets lost and people just look the other way or they look at it as a way to invest in having an enjoyable experience. Right. And it's not even that so many people are losing so much, but over time you're putting down small amounts of money and developing these habits that because it's something you do with all your friends, you're routinely putting down $10, $15, or even smaller amounts than that. It just becomes such a normal part that it's become 
a lot easier. I mean, these researchers we spoke to said that five years ago, everyone in their clinic was in their 40s and their 50s. And now everyone in their clinic coming for treatment for their addiction is much, much younger than that, Mm. you know. And so these trends since sports betting has been become a state by state issue back since 2018. The researchers are seeing that, yes, more of them are having these severe cases, like more extreme cases of developing an addiction. But just a lot of them are, you know, these smaller increments, these smaller amounts building these habits. And again, like we said before, not necessarily being taught by anybody how to make sure that those habits don't become more extreme. Well, it's become a social part of college life. It's so normal now. It's part of the culture. It's a way to stay connected because you are either trading money to have somebody bet for you or you're consulting with your group of friends on what to bet on. Or you're doing the whole smack talk thing. Like, or, you know, yeah, who did you yes. pick? Could you pick? Yeah. How could you get that wrong? Right. You know, whatever. Yeah, many of the students told us exactly that. Like, it's such a thing with their friends. They thought that to have friends, you have to be willing to put money down on sports betting. And even if they decided not to put money down anymore, they're still discussing it constantly with their friends and the podcast they're hearing. It's such a part of your world if you're a sports fan. And so it absolutely makes sense for many of these young men that just love sports, that it's just become such a social thing. Yeah, based on your research in preparation to author the article, which you did such a great job on, Let me ask you, what do you think's ahead? Do you see more loosening of regulation, more proliferation of this type of activity? Or do you see as a result of some of the stories emerging now and some of the issues that people have, either online gambling or facsimiles of it that may not technically qualify as online gambling? Because as we've just illustrated, whether it's sweepstakes or some other form of activity like this where you can lose money, do you see that tightening maybe from a regulatory standpoint or what do you think's ahead? It's hard to say. I do think it's become such a massive part of sports culture now that I think betting in some form is not going away anytime soon. But I think a lot of states are realizing some of these daily fantasy or some of these sweepstakes games are a little bit more looking like sports betting than they are looking like not sports betting, I guess. So I could see whether it's state by state or larger than that maybe some kind of additional regulation of those. But again, because it is so fragmented right now and such a state-by-state issue, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of unfolds here. It's hard to predict because it feels like it's been around for a long time because it's such a big deal now, but it really has only been a handful of years. Well, in other states, less than that. Right, right. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, especially for that 18 to 21 demographic, what states decide to do with that. All right, Margaret Fleming, Sports Media Fellow, BusinessInsider.com. Thank you so much, Margaret, for uh, giving us guidance on what's going on in sports betting, and in particular how even now college-age students make it part of their experience, their life experience. They infiltrated their culture and that level of uh, demographic society, to be sure. All right, coming up next, sticking on the theme of kids in college and what's going on at college, new things happening at college. We now know sports betting is happening at college, like it or not. But another thing happening at the college level, how about this one? AI. Now, AI bots, if you will. That's an algorithm. Attending classes, registering for and attending classes at a Michigan university. They're in the classroom. They're there right alongside us regular old humans. We're going to see how they fare. We're going to cover that subject in detail right after this break, right here on Let's Go Michigan. Michigan. 